pretty short and pretty sharp. Sharp and sharp. Yeah, that's right. Sharp and sharp. The new detective series. That's my morning uh, routine. Coming to the BBC this autumn. <laughs> Detective Sharp and Sharp will be investigating murders around the city of Leicester. Both played by Brendan Gleeson. Oh, yeah. Very believable. <laughs> yeah. And, and Trevor Eve is like the chief uh, inspector at the yep. station. They're going, oh, I want, I want results, Sharp and Sharp. <laughs> Look, Brennan Gleeson is a classically trained actor. I don't think it's this uh, Detective Skidmark's style treatment. Oh, I don't know. At this point, he might just want—he might just want to do something a bit fun. He's—he's he's sick of—I uh, don't know. I was—I was trying to think of a playwright that wasn't Shakespeare, um, and I've got nothing. Mm. I've got nothing apart from Ben Johnson. I don't think he's well known enough. Ben Johnson. <laughs> oh, the guy Christopher. Um, Christopher, Christopher Marlowe. Marlo. There you go. Uh, yeah. I said not Shakespeare. Where hey. Oi, oi. There we go. Classic. Um, well, hello and welcome to yet another episode of Masters of Our Domain, uh, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld and occasionally about Christopher Marlowe. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Phoebe hello. That is all she ever says. And uh, this week we are joined by a very special guest, returning champion. It is Seamus Malika Fazali. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'm happy to be uh, on this program uh, once more. Hmm. That's right. That's um, very, very gracious <laughs> you, you, intro. You went very CNN there. <laughs> Look, I, I can't help who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, this week we are talking about season six, episode eight, The Mum and Pop Store. So if you're following along at home, that's the episode to uh, to watch or not watch, as the case may be. Um, we uh, We open with a bit. As we as we so often do, um, and it's it, it's another it's another slightly. I think the 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 bit starts off more baroque and gets less baroque as the bit goes on. But weirdly, he decides to lead with his strangest like material. So he goes in with uh, car names are so weird. I don't think a baron has ever driven a LeBaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, it's, it's I just like the, the idea of a car fits. marketed at barons. <laughs> Like the red baron driving a car. There have been other barons. I can only think of like... Actually, no. I don't know why I said that. I can't think of a single baron. Name a baron. Baron. Um, baron von Hammersmith. Okay, right. It's a baron I just made so That's, that's, that's um, a, a fictional baron. Conrad Black was a baron, wasn't he? What, the, um, the, the press Canadian guy? Canadian press guy, yeah. I think, he was, I think he was a British baron, yeah. Was he a baron or was he just a press baron? No, no, I think he had the title. I think he was given like a like a title. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, do, do write in if that's incorrect or if it's correct. Just let us know. I, I mean, I already said the Red Baron, which I feel like I, I've contributed one real Baron, <laughs> at the very least. Um. Oh, Baron Baron Grosvenor, the fucking um William the Conqueror's right hand man. Oh come the no no I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no I'm going to need a more. I want a contemporary baron. You can't give me an 11th century baron. I, I feel like there have to be like current barons in the British royal family. Yeah. Right? There's loads of barons in and the House of Lords. I, I just I, don't know who any of them are. I can think of I'm, sure, I'm sure like one of the princes is like a current baron. Mm. I think that would be too low of a position for a prince to hold. I don't think they would give him a bar- oh, baron. Prince, prince William. Is the Baron of Renfrew? Oh. So where is that? 
Oh, is he? So they do exist, and they're very high up. However, I do think, generally speaking, Baron is more famous as a rank as and as a title than as a person. Nevertheless, this joke that Jerry is making is very um, it's very hackneyed. Mm. I do say so myself. I can make that kind of commentary. <laughs> no, I think yeah. I think you're allowed. No, I, I think, think that, we can that, permit that's, that. That's that's allowed. Yeah, uh, could I you imagine I'm... a press Baron driving a LeBaron? Or uh, yeah, you know. I can. Baron, there was a pub in Cambridge called the Baron of Beef, which I always thought was a very funny name for a pub. Um, that's like that's also like the Twitter username of like the, the most annoying person that you could imagine. <laughs> yes, like who's who's like in every objective term they are completely sound, but also they are the most annoying person who's ever lived. That's yeah. the, that's the Baron of Beef, I think. That was like when I started getting getting grief from that account that was called like the Clout Court, and they were, <laughs> and they were trying oh to like ad- adjudicate on cases of clout theft in in people's mentions. Um, and then they were doing like fake legal proceedings in people's mentions about whether or not it was in fact a case of clout theft. Um, and I've never I've never seen more virgins just openly admitting to being virgins <laughs> in one space mm. in my entire life. See, the thing is, is because like, it's because bo- like both of it is a sort of deeply undignified thing to to get be involved in because it's because to, to run something called the clout court is like that's that's off that's off the virgin scale. Who do you think you but, are, Chrissy Teigen? <laughs> but to be targeted. By the clout court, it's still not <laughs> ideal in in like in terms of like in terms of in terms of dignity. Like, it was so funny. It was because I screenshotted someone's tweet and made a joke about it. And the only reason oh. I screenshotted it rather than quote tweeting it was because it wouldn't fit in a quote tweet and display properly in a way that would be funny. Um, mm. And then the guy whose tweet it was got furious because my tweet about it got loads of likes, and he was accusing me of clout theft. And it got into, and he he was like atting me for like literally weeks about this on a daily basis. Mm. <laughs> and it was just like, dude, what? Um, I would describe my attitude to it as bemused. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember, out there, to him, be- I remember the there being like a like a bunch of Frankish barons. Sorry, I'm back on the barons. Back on the barons. Back on the barons. Phoebe's new album, Back on the Barons. Back on the barons. You got the pine barons. Uh huh. What's a pine baron? It's that it's that forest in New Jersey uh, where they go in the Sopranos to bury. That's, that's spelled differently, though. Oh, is it? It's spelled way differently. Is that? Uh, it's spelled like barren, as in like nothing's is, there. Is that barren. a forest ah, where right. lots of barons live? Is it when yeah. barons live in the forest? No, 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 no. See, Phoebe, that is. I think that's more effort put into that joke <laughs> than Jerry did into this one. Yeah, well, because yeah. as it goes along, you know, at least it was. At least it, about at least the Inspira, yeah. the uh, the. No, what, what is so he, that, what that's is the he, final turn in the bit. So we have we have this interstitial stage, which I think is possibly the funniest bit, where he says, um, <laughs> "You've got you've got the Ford LTD, the limited, and it's like a limited edition. How many do they make of those? Fifty million? Yes, it's limited to the number we can sell. And I think that that is like a you know that has okay, like okay, the form yeah. and construction of a joke. Mm-hmm. Unlike a, can you imagine a Baron driving a LeBaron, which is just kind of a that's just kind of throwing words <laughs> asking together. you to envision." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, could you? I mean, it'd have to be a French baron, presumably. You know, presumably. Uh, I this, this joke is very. I, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, American radio. This is a very car talk esque <laughs> um, joke. Uh, they would deliver it much funnier, and it would be a cla- instant classic when they said. However, Jerry, I don't know. It's not working it with him. It I think he needs like to work on trying. his mm. um, it, it wouldn't have to be a French baron, um, Le Baron. It could just be just like 
a, a kind of you know YouTube ident, thumb, like a kind of YouTube thumbnail kind of guy who is a baron, uh, guy who's outside a car going. Yeah, exactly. Doing the YouTube exactly face. like a kind of Russ and Cheshire sex <laughs> blog guy oh, who yeah. is a baron. It's so it's so demeaning being a YouTuber because you you have to start feigning enthusiasm or being genuinely mm. enthusiastic, which in either uh, case, mm, either, like either one, it's all mm. it's all bad. It's yeah. all bad. We're all we're all swimming around in the same slop together. Yeah, I'm not in the slop with them. No, no Seamus isn't in the let's, slop. Let's... Seamus is an elevated being. You can tell. Seamus is on CNN like right I just, now. I need, I need to. <laughs> I need to. I need to dis- distinguish myself. From, I, I hope. I pray every day that I never develop YouTuber voice because then I think I don't know bad things would have to happen. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be nah, doing nah, that at all. It's, it's no, a terrible thing. Terrible thing. Not, not, not a good thing. It's really um, <laughs> just being like but, but, people in hushed tones at the back of a family gathering, going, "You know, he's um, he's developed he's a YouTuber YouTube. voice now." Oh. Yeah. That is a shame. I always so, liked Darren. He's so like he's like pointing to things and he's talking about them as like you know like uber good. I was like, I don't know what that means. He started unboxing no. stuff. I'm like Darren. It's just post. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new Skybox, Darren. I don't, what you've got fourteen subscribers. What are you filming? It <laughs> all, all this in there is some is some nuts and bolts that you know full well you ordered from Screwfix a week ago. Fix that rattling garage door. Do male YouTubers do unboxing videos? Oh, yeah, they do for like oh, yeah. game, like little game consoles and yeah, stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Do they do like do they do, lights, whatever. do they do haul videos? Mm. So haul videos? Yeah, like when they like H A U L, like when they buy a lot of stuff. H A U L. Oh, haul. Yeah. Okay. All right. That that. I, okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not invested enough in the, in the YouTuber milieu. Mm. Uh, to, to say for sure, I I know what I I can contain through through osmosis. I'm very much outside of the uh, that. Yeah, I never sphere. know. Who I like your use of milieu there. I can really feel that Parisian energy <laughs> coming off you. It's a- Look, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to insert the fact that that I am indeed uh, in, in gay Perry. Um, mm. But you know, it, it, it rubs off. I have to call it that now you know. because of woke. They're like <laughs> France has got enough straight cities. Just- We're having a gay one. <laughs> It's a terrible thing that political correctness has done to the city. <laughs> you can't, you can't have heterosexual sex in Paris anymore. It's actually bad. You, you can't even be straight anymore <laughs> in this city. This, this German undercover spy <laughs> 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 can't even be Trying straight. Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is very mal. It's very mal. Oh, I am French. <laughs> I'm trying to communicate. <laughs> J'aime so. the, uh, the jambon bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's... What, where are, we, are we still on the joke of the first joke? Uh, yes. uh, yeah, 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 legally and technically, so. yes. So yeah, he, he then moves on to the bit you were I talking about, Seamus, which is the fancy yes. words like the Integra or the Supra. Yeah. No, I can't even. I, I'm 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 thinking about the one. I can't even remember how I watched this episode yesterday, mm-hmm. and I can't even remember how it how it starts. I think there's a after the monologue. There's a uh, Jerry has sneakers that he has to get fixed. Is that so it? prior to that? We've got George at the car dealership, and um, oh, he's course. trying to buy an '89 Volvo. And the uh, the car dealer is like, why don't you buy this convertible, the Baron? John Voigt used to own it. And then George is like, John Voigt used to own it. 
and uh, he duly buys the convertible instead. Which, you know, yeah. as a convertible owner, I respect. It's a choice that you don't regret. People are like, why are you buying a convertible? And then you buy one and it, it answers for itself. And, and the LeBaron specifically, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good looking vehicle. Like it's, a, it's, not, it's not a bad it's distinctive. Uh, uh, selection. Yeah, it's distinctive. Mm-hmm. But also what makes it distinctive, and I think mm-hmm. this shows how the episode is very much of its time, yeah. is that if you were to invoke John Voight's name now in the American context, that is not a name that I think uh, invokes any um, any like uh, uh, prestige mm. or, or fame to it. Sure. Whereas back in uh, what year did this come out? Nineteen ninety four. Um, John Voight was a very respected actor. Mm. He had been in uh, Midnight Cowboy. He had been in Deliverance. Mm. He had been uh, in the Akira Kurosawa written action film Runaway Train. Um, he had been in a kind of a career, you know, kind of sparse and been in a whole lot of things up until this point. But after this, he was in Heat uh, and then he oh, was in Mission yeah. Impossible. He had a kind of career reawakening. Uh, but but then, at least in my lifetime, I know him primarily as someone who uh, I'm just, you know, he was in a... Anaconda movie oh, with Ice God, Cube. Yeah, he oh, is an yeah. Anaconda. Yeah. God, that's he was an Anaconda. He, and who plays yeah, like plays... who plays like the, the like the evil guide who like who is like deliberately leading them into the jungle. It's got Jennifer Lopez in it. It does. Yeah, it's got Owen Wilson they, in it. It's got a stacked cast, and most of all, John, who is playing a Paraguayan man. Oh, oh, and is yeah, doing a Paraguayan is, accent. Yeah, which... it's unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate is the word that I would I would use for it too, because it a polite most polite way that I could say it. I don't even know yeah. if you should look up how it sounds, but it's very racist. Oh yeah, no, um, it's su- it's super, super racist. Yeah. But he's, he's, all, but he's that, also an enemy of the state. Yeah, no, no. He's in a lot of he's in a lot he's in a lot of good stuff like like during this period, but then it becomes um I mean, I'm just looking at his, his filmography on Wikipedia here. Uh, he was in Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. Wait, 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 and then he was no, 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 no. You wait, can't wait, just wait, drop wait, that wait. and then just like blow past it. Like, well, no, but they're, they're, they're connected. They're, conne- they're connected, Phoebe, I assure what, you. What okay, is Super then, Babies? Then there's Super ba- well, Super Babies was, mm-hmm. was, a, was, a, was a fun romp of a comedy uh, back in, uh, I believe, the, the early 2000s. One of the meets of Radio And it inexplicably spawned. Uh, <laughs> and it inexplicably. Um, spawned a whole series, and Baby Genius 2, I think, is considered one of the worst films of all time mm-hmm. by many critics. Okay. Um, and then he was in uh, Baby Geniuses and the Mystery of the Crown Jewels. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he was in Baby Geniuses and the Treasure of Egypt. And then he was in Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby, all of which are directed video. Sorry, I'm well, just, I am just going to. Baby accent. Which I am just um, going to add, add this to the list uh, for Movie Corner. Hang on. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. I'm I'm excited to hear about these new John Voight uh, pictures. Yeah, we got to do it. I got to. We're doing a mini series on all the baby geniuses movies with John Voight. <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. Goodness me, it's got Scott Bio in it. Oh, well, Scott Bio was not um, <laughs> a famous, necessarily a famous man. But, but, uh, the, uh, um, what about uh, sorry, Scott Bio and his Cajun? Sorry. The, the film starts with a group of babies in a daycare center. Um, 
Archie tells a, tells a story about a baby called Kahuna, who is a baby, a super baby with super strength, and Kahuna. he wants to rescue Kahuna. Big Kahuna. Kahuna, the super baby with uh-huh. super strength, the ageless super baby who once rescued a group of children from an. I mean, I guess as soon as a baby ages, <laughs> it's no longer. It's a no baby. longer a baby. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and he once rescued a group of children from an evil orphanage. Now, right. you for okay. You could guess for a million billion years, and you will not uh, guess the end of this sentence. <laughs> Okay, what's the first part of the sentence again? I need to... He once rescued a group of children from an evil orphanage... Run by Prince Andrew. (laughs) Come on! Um, uh, An evil orphanage run by this... The KGB? So close. So close. Not close at all. Not close at all. In fact, like, basically the opposite. By the CIA? (laughs) Oh, no, the other opposite. (laughs) Um, what is the other opposite of the KGB? By the Australian Intelligence Service. <laughs> oh, They're God, these fucking babies. Okay, like, not like... not Rack like off the kind me of, fucking not like, toddlers, cunt. Not, not like the literal opposite number, but I'm, like... I'm trying I to didn't... make a super baby here to defend Australia, and all I'm getting from you is criticism. Okay, it's not helpful. Look, we need to protect our borders here. <laughs> if you're not, there are babies here. They won't even see them coming. We need to build a baby capable of defeating a dingo on its own. Mm-hmm. That's that's vital to the survival of the Australians as a people. If you're not on board with that, get out of Canberra. We need a. Look, we you can't need joke a, about that. She lost her. We baby. need a baby <laughs> that can eat a dingo. <laughs> Convert it into clean energy. We're gonna, we've got a dingo problem. We're gonna release these predator babies. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna eat every dingo in Australia. They're an invasive species, mate. <laughs> oh, okay, but before before we, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, what is what is what is the end of the sentence? The I end of the know. sentence is that the evil orphanage was at the Berlin Wall and it was run by Hitler. What? <laughs> what? Hitler survived World Hitler? War Two and is running. He was allied with the communists. <laughs> I assume it's on the. I assume it's on the west side. <laughs> I, I don't know if they would make that invocation. Oh my god! Shows, right. Are you familiar with Operation Gladio? That's my first. I know Felix. I'm aware of this uh, uh, phenomenon. Yes. So this is Operation Baby Gladio, as far as I can oh, tell. God. Baby Gladio. Oh, and I'm, Baby I'm looking Gladio. at the cast of. Baby Geniuses too. Thomas Kretschmann is in this film. Thomas Kretschmann, one of the most celebrated German actors of his time. Um, he was in The Pianist, Downfall, uh, uh, Valkyrie. Uh, my God, this man is an icon. And he's in this movie, I assume, is one of the uh, As German Kretschmann number one. Well, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what else Thomas Kretschmann played. He played a baron. <laughs> Oh. God damn it. <laughs> he plays right, a baron in the, in the MCU. Das, so das rote Baron. <laughs> there right. we go. Oh, oh, but, uh, but uh, going, going slightly back to the John Voight thing, he's done those okay. films, <laughs> and then, but also he's become a massive conservative, uh, insane person, uh, starring in such films as uh, An American Carol, which is a Zucker Brothers comedy uh, about how Michael Moore is really fat. Mm-hmm. And hates America, mm-hmm. and it's played by Kevin Farley. And I remember this. They've film got him on the really fat thing. 
Oh, yeah. sure. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's a use of Farley. It's, it's yeah. expected. But one of the things I remember from this film, I haven't seen it in full, but I know that John Voight plays George Washington. And in one of the right. scenes of the film, George, uh, John Voight guides Michael Moore to a church and tells him he's going to show him how to appreciate America. And the doors open and it's 9-11. Fuck off! <laughs> 9-11 um, brackets church. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it... it it's quite, it's quite, a, it's quite a picture. And then after that, he was in Bratz. Does it have the line? Does it have the line in it? No one flies a plane into a church in my town. Because if it doesn't, <laughs> I, I because if it, it doesn't, then that is just a betrayal of film history. I think it's. I think he's trying to be very. David Zucker, um, famous director of uh, uh, Airplane. I think he wanted to be very serious uh, with this iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, Airplane yeah, three nine eleven would also be an interesting movie. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> it was it was an absolute disaster of the box. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Bratz, and then um, Roe v. Wade movie, the Roe v. Wade movie, and Ooh, then there Roe was uh, Reagan movie, just a movie called Reagan. I think Dennis Quaid is playing Ronald Reagan. Why Dennis Quaid? Now there's a now Dennis there's Quaid. a guy who only turns up in a slightly suspect film. What is Dennis Quaid? I mean, I I know we can't go on this tangent for long, but what is Dennis Quaid? Is he in the House of Dust or whatever that movie is called? Um, uh, House of Dust? I've never heard of that. Yeah. Dennis Dennis Quaid is, we've talked about this phenomenon on the show before in relation to Aaron Eckhart. There's a certain class of American actor where they're in a bunch of stuff, but they're not, they're just not famous enough for you to really know or care what they've been in. But whenever they come Mm. up, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. He's yeah. been in some stuff. He was in uh, Day After Tomorrow. He was the Day After Tomorrow. That's what I primarily know him as. But then he kind of shows up. Oh, uh, yeah. Know, it's, he's it's a fine. minor character in a lot of action stuff, Dennis Quaid. Well, apparently he's about to be playing um, Reagan. So you, that's what, that's yeah, that's, that was the way into this. It was in pre-production. That, Sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't listening to that because I was too busy looking up, looking up Dennis Quaid. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, we're trying. now all Quaid-pilled. Uh, With Dennis mode, yeah. Following the essentially, all this is a very roundabout way to say that John Voight at one point was a very well-respected man, and the idea of owning his LeBaron was a thing that at one point you many Americans aspired to that at the time. Yes, that's what you got to understand. All right, Dennis. Yeah, that's that's where the comparisons of Liam Neeson. Dennis Mm. Quaid is in a Um, film called Gorp. Gorp, 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 spelt G O R P, which Mm. um, and again, you, you, you. you could guess for a while before you before you guessed what Gorp is about. Um, it is a fil- it's a slapstick comedy about the wacky antics of a group of waiters at a Jewish summer camp. Wow! Waiters? Every every, <laughs> every new <laughs> word in that sentence was a real surprise. Just a real surprise. What are, waiters <laughs> at a camp? Yeah, don't they have like a cafeteria at, at camp? Usually, I I don't I don't know I've never. Or is it more of a dirty dancing style summer, summer camp? camp. Yeah, I, yeah, but that's a hot. But that's like, but that's like a kind of American like Butlins and dirty dancing. Yeah. It's not a summer American camp. Butlins. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> God, he's in a lot of stuff. Is is Dennis Quaid? No, man, works. Yeah, mm. uh, the GI Joe movie. I remember Quaid, that. Quaid gets I paid. That's what they say in the movie industry. He's all about that paper. I know his son is more obviously a bit more famous because he's on The Boys, and uh, he's a, he's also Meg Ryan's kid, every, Jack Quaid. Every single Quaid. one of his films sounds like if you just read it out in a list, they all sound like made-up films 
from Seinfeld, it's really, really noticeable. There's- a dog's purpose definitely yeah. sticks out. In yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Switchback sounds like a kind of action film that they're that they're like all trying to see. <laughs> Switchback, yeah, that's good. Switch a, a dog's purpose. What is a dog's purpose? Woofing. Oh, it's, it's to serve man. Mm. Mm. It's a cookbook. Yeah, yeah. Um, w- woofing. Uh, I love woofing. Yeah, it, it kind of a, a, a real blasé uh, kind of career for the most part, but. Um, Are either of you you familiar with the film A Dog's Purpose? I'm so sorry about this, Seamus, but you did start (laughs) it. You did start it. This is your fault. I I don't know. I don't know what the process is. I understand, um, but I do. I am familiar. I I, I believe there was a. I remember from A Dog's Purpose. uh, I saw the trailer for it. And it's quite. I remember the the trailer because it shows. I think so. No, I don't. He's not the dog. I think he's the boy. I'm trying to remember. The trailer showed the entire movie which is why I'm trying to remember it. I believe Dennis Quaid used to be the owner of the dog. Uh, And I think the dog dies and then reincarnates as another dog. Right. And, and meets Dennis Quaid when he's older. I see. I believe that's what it is. I think Mm. the dog's purpose is to serve man across many different lives. Okay. I think it's what it is. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's what it is. Um, made a ton of money. Jesus Christ, two hundred five million dollars. So in that way, it's oh quite a God. lot like the film Ice Angel mentioned on this show before. Uh, mm. Where well, the guy in, the, in that no one's ever seen it, but it is about reincarnation. The, the, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's there's creeping Hinduism in American media that um, warrants talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Right. So John. So John Voight. In 1994 <laughs> is a respect. We are maybe at minute two. <laughs> yeah, of, I know, I know. The actual yeah, episode. Know, I'm <laughs> trying. I'm desperately trying to get yeah, things back on re- track. They're going to reincarnate John Voight as a dog, and without now that we've provided all this proper context of actor dynamics, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So so, uh, Sansa, he, mm. he's he's got the car, he's got the yeah. Baron, he, he he's living life, but there's a separate B plot. There's two other subplots uh, where uh, Elaine is trying to fuck. Um, uh, Tim Watley, Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. um, the dentist, the famous dentist. And there's another one where Jerry, this one it made no sense to me. Jerry uh, is trying to get his shoes repaired or sold. His sneakers. No, 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 no. You got it back. You got it backwards. Cra- got it backwards. You got it backwards. Okay. Kramer has become very, very upset with uh, uh, about the idea of a local, I think they're like a kind of like shoe repair and kind of sort of bits and sort of bits and bob sort of neighborhood shop which is the mum and pop store and it's going to be closing they're going to be driven out of business because no one ever goes there and kramer is like doing some like anti-gentrification act, like act, like activism like yeah kind of rare glimpse into uh into some of kramer's politics here it's always yeah. interesting always interesting to get a kramer should absolutely have an politics. undercut and some doc martens in this episode mm-hmm. he should be organizing a petition and he should be saying stuff like guys we've got to save the cobbler store because otherwise, who will cobble? I mean, it, 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 it's, yeah. Is the is the store actually named the Mom and Pop no, no, Store? No, 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 it, no. It, it just it just is a Mom and Pop Store. Okay, because they keep saying Mom and they keep referring to him as Mom and Pop. Yeah, it it, it participates the in the platonic of form of the Mom and Pop Store mm. without being yes. so named. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think that's. I think that is correct. 
Uh, and um, so Kramer starts like giving them a lot of shit about how they're like driving all these sort of driving all these businesses out because all they want are like coffee shop and coffee shops and cookie stands because they're a bunch of yuppies. Um, all they know how to do is charge their phone, drink coffee, and lie. What? What was? What was that voice? Um, I, th- I think he's trying to do a New York thing, or maybe Bernie Sanders thing. Is, uh, yeah, I think I'm sort of half remembering that, like the the whole like all, all girls know is eat hot Cheeto, charge their phone, uh, whatever, and lie. But the, I can see done the connections that you're and I just I remembered there being a, that kind of a sort of gravelly New York version. It was Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I remember this video. Well, in which case, it would be all they know is charge their phone, drink coffee, and lie. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good Bernie. I wasn't I just wasn't sure what the original yeah the original yeah voice but was. but the one I was doing was more generic. It wasn't really a Bernie. But I think no, I no, think no, Seamus, no. you might be right that the thing I was thinking of was actually a Bernie Sanders <laughs> impression. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, it was a pretty it was a it was <laughs> Yes. You're, you're thinking about an internet video from two years ago. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That was a Bernie Sanders. <laughs> With broken shit. I have to make all these connect I have to make all of these like connections back in my mind. Like, yes, I've seen this, but this is so obscure <laughs> oh oh welcome to the podcast okay. obscura well, that's uh, what we're about no I, I, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm trying i'm 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 i'm, I'm centered um no i i okay so <laughs> he's trying to so, but i i the thing the that loses me is that, face is like but, screwed up in concentration <laughs> no but i'm trying to remember like like this episode in particular is so Bizarre. Yeah, it's 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 the, one it's one of the it's one of the surre- it's one of the surrealer episodes, I think. Mm. Yeah, because Jerry, I I didn't know that sneakers that wearing sneakers made you look like a child. I guess is the concern that Jerry has. I, I, they're more, I guess, acceptable now. Mm. But he gives all of them to Kramer. Um, that's a lot of shoes. And no, no, he doesn't uh, give them all to Kramer. He says, "Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Take some of them for like cleaning." And Kramer takes Ah, Kramer takes them all. Um, like because the problem is, is that if if you don't give Kramer explicit instructions, he will, um, he will kind of improvise. And Kramer improvising is, as we have seen, a very dangerous thing to happen. Elaine's. Thank God we don't know anyone like that. (laughs) God. (sighs) Yeah, thank God. That would be really annoying. Um. Yeah. So Elaine's storyline. So she's trying to fuck Tim Watley. There's a whole yeah. business about Tim Watley's uh, famous the night before the Thanksgiving parties. Mm-hmm. Jerry doesn't know if he's invited. Elaine is definitely invited. No one wants to take Jerry with them in case he's gate crashing. So, but he wants to go uh, because he needs to see a dentist because his tooth is hurting, etc. Mm-hmm. Elaine's storyline is that she on behalf of her boss, wins a space under the Woody Woodpecker um, balloon at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, because she knows a lot about big band music. We yeah. Get a, we get a fun scene yeah. where she's the big band music is playing on the radio and she just knows every song and then it transpires they're actually having a competition to name, name that big band song. But on the radio station that plays big band music, where you would imagine the competition for who can name that song is pretty fierce. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah. yeah, and then Mr. Pitt is very excited because he wants to get the space under the Woody Woodpecker balloon because he was never allowed to engage in such things as a child. 
Really, mm. d- grappling with sort of generational trauma on Seinfeld here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, was this during, I can't, I mean, I, I, this was a little before my time. Was this during the swing revival of the 90s or was that a little bit later in the decade? That is a really, really great question. I think it's later. Was there a swing revival in the 90s? There was. There was, yeah. there was the, uh, the Hell's a Poppin' Daddies, I want to say, whatever their name was. There was Ska got really big during the that time. The Hell's a Poppin' Daddies. Well, uh, Scar, I'm sad to say, has been really big in the United Kingdom for a long time. The the United Kingdom has had a difficult (laughs) relationship with, you know, getting over Scar music. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, it's not not an inherently uh, terrible genre. However, mm -hmm. it is. Oh, okay. I I don't even know where I got this name from. The Squirrel Nut Zippers. The Squirrel Nut Zippers. That was a band (laughs) that was huge during that period. I remember, I, I do know of this. Oh. Um, I, I, I completely believe you, Seamus, but also reading this out, you do sound mentally ill. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It, 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 it's obscene that these people chose that name for themselves. <laughs> However, this is this is the reality of this the This is like, if you were like 50 years older, this would be like Grandpa Simpson shit, you know. Well, in the 90s, <laughs> you had the squirrel nut zippers. They had a song <laughs> called I've Got My Own Thing Now, <laughs> and they did. <laughs> no, it, 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 no it, it's nonsense. Uh, I feel bad for anyone who gets tickets to these concerts. I assume they're still together. Um, but any, any, anyhow, Elaine, I guess this new piece of information, she grew up with big band and music. And mm. I don't know, was Woody Woodpecker a, a big thing? Back then, I have no I, idea. Woody, Woody Woodpecker was certainly a cartoon that was on TV when I was a child. That that's all I can say. I can't. Okay, because I, I know that, that. Um, Nicholas Cage's. The only two things I know about Nicholas Cage's. I, the only two things I know about Woody Woodpecker is that Nicholas Cage's character in Raising Arizona was based on Woody Woodpecker. And what? Woodpeckers, they steal children. From, that's what you need to know about. That, that, that's what I. That's what I heard from from. Uh, Cage himself. He hasn't totally distracted me, but I, I saw an interview. We're going to create a baby. It's going to eat the woodpeckers. <laughs> We're going to finally build a baby that can defeat woodpeckers. Um, and I know that he has, I think they, they do it in the, in the show. He has a very, a very distinctive, uh, very, a very annoying laugh. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good, that's a good impression, yeah, Seamus. I'm- Impressed. Yeah, that, that, um, I haven't seen the show, but that's what I'm. I'm Nicholas Cage uh, talking it, to it, a woodpecker, and he's like, "You made a big mistake trying to steal my baby, and you made an even bigger mistake trying to steal me." No, but have you seen Raising Arizona? <laughs> Do you know they what steal it's a about? baby? Yeah, I. I, I'm aware. I'm aware of the, the plot of Raising Arizona. I have not. That's all I, I know about Raising Arizona is that they steal a baby. That that, that it's. A, I, I think we. It's a. It's a big. It's a big aspect of the film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But uh, again, this is very much of its time. It's also very much of its time because one, Woody Woodpecker, two, uh, Swing, and three, um, uh, trying to identify a song and guessing it. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Has been since mm. I don't know. You just put into Shazam, and you can do other stuff. I, no, I think they do still do like they do like kind of like intro, like kind of intro challenges and stuff. I've heard that. I've oh, heard that done. Okay. On okay. on the rare occasions I listen to the radio, I basically only listen to the radio in taxis. So that's the only time I've heard it. But 
Be the intro on LBC. Guess the Mike Graham rant. Um, yeah, we do, we do. We get a fun scene in the apartment where George is explaining himself about buying the car, and then Jerry's like, "You bought a LeBaron, but it's so badly rated by the by like the consu- in the consumer ratings or whatever." And then George goes, "What consumer? I'm the consumer," <laughs> which I do this, like. This is not response. an unreasonable point. Yeah, I'm the consumer. I like it. Um, and then. Uh, and then Elaine goes through John Voight's films and points out that he's never in a car. <laughs> so why would you? Uh... What? Yeah, she's like, I don't think that's going on about like he's, he's, he's like deliverance, canoe, midnight cowboy, boots, <laughs> run, <laughs> runaway, tra- runaway train, runaway train, a runaway train. Yeah, oh, that is accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's not, the most, it's not the most persuasive argument that anyone's ever made. Hmm. <laughs> But it does plant that seed of doubt. That's critical for, you know, uh, uh, psych operations. Mm. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I mean, it's true. I'm looking at this filmography. There's not any car-centric films that I can identify. Yeah, but just because you are not in films about cars doesn't mean that wait, you don't need wait, a car. Oh, God. Wait. Out of it. 1969. There's a car on the cover. Well, there you go, Elaine. And there's John Voight right in it. And it, see a brain and a brawn battle for the affection of a bird in the backseat of a 62 Buick. Of a bird? This is, it's, it's, a, it's a British it's a, film. You call a woman. <laughs> uh, no, it's, a, it's, 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 it's American made. We've got John Voight um, in a British film. He's going to be, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's with John Gordon? Oh We're going to decide who looks weird. Yeah, this film was there. Barry Gordy. There you go. Barry, Go- Barry Gordon. He was, uh. He was Donatello in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Amazing. And I guess he's in this film as well. I, I have a feeling his career was that great before Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Um, but uh, y- yes, uh, uh, of course, Elaine uh, wins the contest. Mm. And now uh, her boss gets to stand under Woody Woodpecker and that. And I guess the plot proceeds. Even though, even though we have been shoved grievously off course by the uh, mm. by, by the film tangents, like I am adding so many things to the uh, to the movie corner suggestion please, list. Please, please, so many I'm adding here. I'm gonna. I've yeah. added all of the super babies. I've added Gorp. Gorp. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. No, I'm. You know, yeah. we we are learning a lot, and the listeners yeah. at home are learning a lot, mm. and maybe it'll push them into new directions with their artistic taste. Yeah, maybe. That's correct. So, I'm raising right. Arizona to this as well. Um, uh, yeah, Kramer takes all of Jerry's shoes to the, to the mom and pop store for for recobbling. I don't know how the fuck you cobble a trainer, but he's he's doing his best. Um, and and then we get the, the this it's is when to, we it's find to, out that it's Kramer to clean the, 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 the trainers, not the yeah. not to cobble them because you can't. They're going to put like a leather sole on all of Jerry's trainers, mm. like a hard Cuban heel. Um. Uh, and then we get this scene where uh, Jerry's giving, sorry, G- George is giving Jerry a lift in the car, and then and then George is like, "Well, why would he lie about it being John Voight's car? Because you know he's like, if it'd been like Liam Neeson or someone, that would be worth lying about, you know. But John Voight is like, it's believable. And then Jerry's like, "No, that's exactly why. If you were lying, that's the person you would lie because people would believe you." Mm. Um, I then, think this is, I think this is a really, really plausible oh, way of looking at it because, like. Why would because why would you lie about John Voight's car? And this is what I think is interesting, considering what Seamus was saying um, about how, like, at the time he was a really kind of like well-known and well-respected actor. So maybe, like, given this exchange, maybe he sort of wasn't 
He he was in a career. He was not doing as many movies. Oh, at, I see. At this I time, see. he still had the respect. He still had the 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 name recognition. But there was a notion that maybe at least at the time, maybe he was a little bit past his prime. Mm-hmm. But he was going to come back. I see. The very year after, so it was very, very prescient. Interesting. I have a very particular collection of cars, cars that make me a nightmare. <laughs> for people like you, again, Liam. Liam Neeson. That, Liam that, Neeson would have been fucking young when the, when this was. Well, he would he he will have been he will have just been in Schindler's List. That's why, yeah, that's, right, why yeah, they, that's why they choose that's why they choose Liam Neeson as as the kind of the uh, mm. used car supplier. That's right. Who do you think? Who do you think the funniest Schindler's lifts in? Yeah. The, uh, the Schindler Baron. will give you a lift. That's right. In They're his LeBaron. Is <laughs> Spielberg bowing to corporate pressure for product placement in Schindler's list? <laughs> Oscar Schindler just sounds like a modern convertible. <laughs> Nazi technology. What, like those bits in the Transporter where like it's just a very, very long car advert and the chase scenes are like really slow and sluggish so that you can like see what the car does? <laughs> oh, so yeah. like that, but in Schindler's List. What? Like, no, no, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, any any producers who listen to this, like that, you can have that one for free. Yeah, and Jerry's got gum on his shoes. George won't let him in the car with gum on his shoe, which is which is absurd. Um, but then Jerry, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's a LeBaron. It's, it's correct. It's his new LeBaron used that you know that used to belong to a famous person. Who do you think is the funniest possible? famous person that would like sway you to buy their used car hmm. you can have a think about it and we can come back to it we can circle so, back yeah, while, okay. while Seamus thinks I actually have a story about this oh, oh so okay. when I was at secondary oh. school uh, in it, it, the secondary school I went to was extremely towy that's the only way I can really explain it and um, <laughs> we were listening to we often used to listen to capital radio on the way mm-hmm. into school my mum and uh, and on the radio, one of the other mums at the school had phoned into Capital Radio because they were having a phone in about have you ever bought a car off of a famous person, mm-hmm. and or have you ever bought something off a famous person, something like that. And anyway, she phoned in and said that she'd bought a car off Peter Stringfellow, who is like <laughs> a kind of famous strip club tycoon. Um, and uh, and then they were like, right, they didn't even get into what car it was. But then this woman who I cannot stress <laughs> enough was like in the process of driving her daughter to school at the t- like we're all sat in the queue on the school driveway. And then she's going like uh, she's basically detailing her attempts to flirt with Peter Stringfellow while purchasing this car. Um, and we were all like 14. So we thought this was the funniest thing that ever happened. That mm-hmm. One of the girls in our class's mum was trying to fuck Peter Stringfellow. Over a used car transaction, um, people love to uh, you know reveal stuff about themselves. People love to tell on themselves. I think I think I have the answer. Um, your mention of a uh, Towie reminded me. Mm. Towie. Then I thought about EastEnders. I think Danny Dyer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that- if I knew, if I knew my, if I, if if a used car. Now I don't drive, mm-hmm. but if I was driving, and if I, and if a used car salesman told me that this was the car that Danny Dyer. Picked up his phone in and tweeted um, his famous tweet about 9 11. Oh, yeah. Um, it freaks me uh, not I, out to this day. <laughs> it's one of the. I, oh, just in case, in case any listener at home has not heard, has not heard this tweet because it's deleted now. But yeah, can't believe it's been nearly 11 years since them slag smashed into the Twin Towers. It still freaks my net out to this day. 
9-11 chapter 4, 10? I, I don't even know what. Oh, channel 4. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He something. was like watching some um it was when he It was when he was watching a documentary about it. So he did, tw- he did tweet it on the day. But like it was like... It was like a kind of couple of years later, like it or like when it, what, however long it is that he says like it wasn't like it wasn't on a kind of a particular anniversary of it. Um, mm. And I have a theory about Danny Dyer's relationship to Twitter, and I think that it's what we see of Danny Dyer's posts are things that he has tried and failed to interest his family in mainly right. his kids so <laughs> so like that will have represented mm. several days worth of him following his kids around and saying did you know that it's this many years since them slags sm- smashed into the twin towers freaks my night out and the kids go uh-huh yeah all right dad and to this so, day children to this it freaks day, my nut out to this very day, day. To this, day. <laughs> D- this very crisp morn yeah i was considering in my nut the Precisely. slags, what slammed them planes into them towers. Precisely. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so, and so this, so it's not, so it kind of, so it, rep- so it represents the- Danny Dyer awoke from feverish dreams <laughs> to find he's not freaked out. I'm sorry. I, 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 there are, I think there are tears coming out of my eyes. I'm not sure. Because no, Danny Dyer, Danny Dyer is like an inherently hilarious figure to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I think about this whole time I was hearing all of these like descriptions, <laughs> and I kept thinking of him and yeah. a uh, run for your wife. Yeah, exactly. There's like the thing, uh, of, the yeah, thing, of, the thing about Danny Where he's a taxi driver. He has got and he has two wives. He has got uh, the, the, to keep from finding out yeah. about uh, each other. Okay, okay. He has got the he has got the largest babe, babe, babe. Come look at babe. Come come look at come look at this. Bye. Come look at this babe, babe. Babe, that is that is Danny Dyer's energy. So mm. what you're seeing when you look at his posts, you're not seeing a, you're not seeing a tweet. You're not seeing just like something that's just like tossed off or whatever. You are mm. seeing something which is which is a culmination. You're seeing like the tip of the iceberg of the still still cheerful, but like ultimately the like the cultural production of an of a of a very ignored man. And that's what you have to have in your head whenever you see a tweet. Drilling down into uh, <laughs> uh, the, the psychology of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I completely believe it in fully and entirely. Yeah. Mm. For yeah. sure. No, but but anyhow, unfortunately, um, George Costanza, I don't think Danny Dyer was famous yet at the time this episode was, was, was crafted. So unfortunately, we are stuck with him uh, having John Voigtscar. We are. Um, and uh, so Jerry has to go back to the apartment uh, yes. and um, he needed to change his shoes. But because Kramer has given all his shoes to the cobbler, all, all that's left is cowboy boots. Mm. And we just get a fun physical comedy scene of just Jerry wearing cowboy boots in the apartment going, I can't wear these. <laughs> <clears throat> and we have a lovely callback to the puffy shirt episode when uh, Kramer's trying to kind of encourage him <laughs> to wear the to wear the cowboy boots and he says you'll be a cowboy and he says but I don't want to be a cowboy yeah um and then we're back in the car I just hope that, I just hope that kid rock never hears that um then they're looking at the papers from the used car it turns out that it's John with an h and then um and then George is trying to be like, well, what if it's like, a, you know, John, John without the H is just a showbiz name. And he is actually John with an H and, jo- and Jerry's saying like, that's ridiculous. And then he kicks Jerry out of the car. 
And then Jerry gets attacked by some sort of street bullies. They're <laughs> like, hey, buddy, where's your horse? Which is a great way to initiate any bullying interaction, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. Mm. Top 10. Then, Easily top 10. Mm. Just ask someone where their horse is. Uh, or you ask them if they know how many years it's been since them slags uh, crashed the planes into the towers. That's quite a, that's quite a good bullying opener. Mm. You want to bully a stranger. Yeah. Is you're not freaked out, mate. <laughs> um, so we get a scene in the apartment where George is in a double-breasted suit for some reason now, like the car is making him fancier. Worse things have happened in response to, to buying a car, sure. for sure. Yeah, I support that. But but he's still but he's still uh, obviously very very torn up about uh, uh, the idea of it's not being John Boyd because he finds the pencil mm. in it. Uh, Jerry points out this pencil in it, and he jokes that it might be John Boyd's teeth. Um, mm. And and then of course that leads uh, Sansa into 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 a frenzy. He, he, he's he's worried. He's 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 this and that. And, and but but Kramer of course takes it upon himself to investigate. Mm. And um, I can't remember. Does the uh, does the big band concert happen before or after? It's it's uh, it's uh, after because what because what happens is uh, Kramer spots like by you know by an enormous coincidence spots John Voight in the street. And goes over to him to be like, oh, you're John Voight, you're John Voight. And his whole idea is that he is going to, because Kramer is, Kramer is uh, doing good works in this episode. He's trying to, he's, he's trying to kind of, homie, is Kramer. he's trying to turn back the tide of gentrification. He's the, he's the only true believer. He believes that it's John Voight's car. Um, and he's going to presumably go up to him and say, did you used to have a LeBaron that you just sold? Uh, and John Voight, sort of does a kind of, mm, yeah, no, I'm busy. And so Kramer kind of reaches for him and John Voight seizes his hand and bites him in the arm. Um, and I would honestly, I would so, so like to know how they sold this to John Voight. Because it is John yeah, Voight. How yeah, they that, sold this. That's what's this. amazing about it. <laughs> how yeah. they so sold this to John, John Voight. Voight. And, um, and I just love the idea of the agent being like, so all you need him to do is bite, is bite someone like a dog. Like, like that. That's what you. That's all you need him to do. Sure. Or okay. Why like not? Like a super baby. Or like a super baby. Or like a super baby dog. John, imagine he's a dingo, <laughs> and you are a super baby. And you are an invasive baby, who <laughs> invasive has as species of baby who was. Which as I guess yet is what the Australian is, is. Well, I mean, aren't all babies an invasive species in some way? Hmm. Mm. I. I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, you're I, right. no, you're right. I, I think I think it's the exact stick. opposite. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I I imagine John. You know, he's an actor. He wants to yeah. do different yeah. things. And what is a more different thing than uh, biting America's sweetheart, mm. Michael Richards? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> at, um, at the time, still America's sweetheart. At the time, America's sweetheart, Michael Richards. Extremely white guy um, with dreadlocks voice. Well, it's people that are the real invasive species. You know. I mean, that is uh, that I, is sort of true in a number of ways but you know i think we have time for movie corner i don't know if we have time to go into uh overpopulation <laughs> no. i think i think that might be outside the scope now i'm no i'm a host oh no 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 this is play the malthus corner jingle we're this, doing it this is not overpopulation corner this is not overpopulation corner but it's true that humanity has not been terrifically good for the planet. That's all. Oh, absolutely. All. No, no, That's no. All we, I'm we, the, the amount of, uh, uh, like compared to like ants that, um, or, or like bears or whatever. Oh, sure. If, if we wanted to use, I remember seeing somewhere that like, if we 
wanted to have enough resources to sustain our current level of development uh, sustainably. We didn't need to have three Earths. Like, oh yeah, no, no, we are we are awful. Uh, Great, uh, terrible thing, terrible thing, awful thing. But yeah. to be but to be clear, this is not overpopulation chat. I'm not a Malthusian. Mm. Of course, I'm not a Malthusian because they're insane. What's interesting, I think, about the overpopulation thing is that the problem okay. with it is it's usually used as a dog <laughs> okay. whistle for like just racism, right? It's like, being like there's usually, an overpopulation usually, of certain kinds always. of people. That's what they that's what they Al- mean. Always, it's yeah. always a dog dog but, whistle. But it's the never base logic of whistle. like there is basically a maximum number of people the Earth can sustain is it's yeah. got to be correct. Like it can't possibly be incorrect. It, 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 like, there, there's a physical limit at a certain. But yeah. when people are talking sure. about overpopulation, what they're talking about is overconsumption. And in the global North, the consumption is like it's so 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 dwarfs oh of course the consumption in the global south but when people talk about overpopulation they only talk about it in the in the global south so it is always a racist dog whistle it's not like it's it's not like sometimes like sometimes like sometimes it's like probably potentially something that they haven't thought about that much and haven't thought about like where that logic leads but Mm. it's never not that it's never seriously asserted exactly oh yeah no no if you're actually seriously bringing that up in an argument it's it's gonna be that yeah yeah Precisely. Well, I'm glad we've I'm glad we've addressed yeah. that. This is something that um actually like like our mailbag is like is pretty full of people saying like okay yeah, yeah. but what do you think about overpopulation? Um, yeah. so I'm glad we have now <laughs> we've now addressed that. It would be a good Jerry Seinfeld bit. <laughs> we've added it to the. Never heard of this guy, Malthus. We've added it to the FAQ. So if you want to have a look at that, that's now been updated. Because uh, there are too many people, buddy. I've been to Grand Central on Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, or whatever yeah. Jerry would it's say good. about it. So yeah, so this is so this is before the 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 parade is all taking place outside the window. Um, Elaine ha- mouth is saying, "Who are these people?" Yeah, good. Yeah, good. there you go. That's definitely something you could work work, you. work work up at home. Um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, so Elaine. What are the woodpecker? Yeah, Elaine has yeah. been partially deafened because in order to go and collect the the tickets she's had to go to this and i love i love this bit where she shows up and like it's all the kind of the big band enthusiasts and they're all like turning their nose up at her because the one that she guessed is a really easy one and it's like and it's 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 such a kind of ghost worldy bit and i really really like it Mm. um big band enthusiast sounds like it would be some kind of slow like a term for a certain group not the the people the people at the concert also very much look like ska people Interesting. Okay. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we. I don't know if I, this may be. A, I could be alone mm. in asserting this. However, I'm seeing the hats. I'm seeing the a lot of baggy demeanor. trousers. Might be very much of that. No, I think. No, uh, I think they. Well, like, I'm. I'm just gonna. Just gonna. Um. Just reiterate what I said. They look like. Uh. They look like Seymour from Ghost World. That's the. That's the vibe I got. Strange that this whole prize ceremony was going on in the middle of a street. Hmm? I'm. Do- I'm doing scar references. That's me. I'm doing I'm doing oh, references to the British ska band Madness. That's what I'm. I see. The only is, ska band I, I know I, anything about. I'm not familiar about. with with. Really? Do you not What's know anything about the specials? Well, yeah, I only know one song by the specials, so that's they're immediately beaten by Madness. How do you know more Madness songs than specials songs? That doesn't make any sense it, at all. It does. Madness was more popular. More- Did you play Crazy Taxi when you were younger? Sorry. What? 
Crazy Taxi. There are a bunch of ska songs in that. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, know what that or is. Or Not in Madness. I, I don't know. I, don't, I'm, I'm, I'm I, um, yeah, I think I played Crazy Taxi, but I didn't own it. So I think my knowledge of the soundtrack of Crazy Taxi is probably... I think I think I think I think Why don't you get I it on Dreamcast? Know two Madness songs. <sighs> that was before my time. I was a GameCube kind oh, of guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Everyone should have been a GameCube guy. I used to have the bongos. Mm. Which was it was a it was it was yeah the donkey the- bongos. It was a re- really regrettable purchase because I because I bought them thinking like oh this is this will be fun. Um, but what I, didn't occur to me was because at the time I was living in a house share is that like people really fucking like the bongos and it also means that they will like play them mm-hmm. all night regardless of like regardless of this is, propriety this is just reminded me of something very funny which is that um i saw a news item this morning that was that since lego was pulled out of russia that it's all of their stores are going to be taken over by a knockoff russian brand which is called world of cubes <laughs> <laughs> and i just think world of cubes is such like a that. funny name well of course lego is latin for world of cubes that is right so it is actually a correct name um yes um, so the Woody the Woodpecker parade's going on outside. Um, Elaine has been deafened. So it all like come, it all comes together. Um, so the reason that they're all at this party, like Jerry has to go on his own because none of the rest of them want to take him because they think he's gate crashing. Uh, there's a whole, there's like a nice exchange about when uh, they try and find out whether or not he's invited. And there's a lot, and there's a bit of kind of back and forth about like, where did Tim Watley put the emphasis um, so like if he says well why would Jerry bring anything that makes it sound like he's not invited but why would Jerry bring anything makes it sound like he is invited but isn't expected to bring anything etc mm. so the reason they all need to be at the dentist party Jerry has hurt his tooth Falling because he over. fell over on the cowboy boots trying to get away from the bullies George needs to find a dentist because he needs them to compare the tooth marks on the pencil with the tooth marks on Kramer's arm Elaine is there because she wants to. She wants to try to fuck Tim Watley. Um, Tim Watney, I think I've got written here. It's Watley. Is it Watley? Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they're all, so they're all at the party. Tim Watley like bites down on the pencil. Costanza freaks out because he needs to keep the pencil like the pencil things whole. Mm. Costanza delivers one of my favorite Costanza lines. Um, when he's talking about Woody the Woodpecker and he says, what, he says, what is this guy? Is he some kind of an instigator? Which is, so, it's so funny. Mm. There's no reason why Costanza should think Woody the Woodpecker is an instigator, but they obviously thought, that's, they obviously thought that was funny, so they stuck it in there. They stuck it in there. Um, there's also, there's a great bit slightly earlier where, um, where Elaine is saying to Jerry, well, it's where we have the emphasis conversation. She's like, I spoke to... I spoke to Tim Watney and she's doing this weird voice and she's like leaning in while she says it. Like I spoke to Tim Watney and um, I had a moment there. I don't know. It was, Mm. it was a weird, it was like, you can't explain why, but there was a sexual power to this Elaine delivery. Well, there's a sexual power to everything she delivers. Let's be real. Yeah, But it was no, it was a noteworthy. I thought, okay. How did he feel about her uh, dancing in the, in her chair to the big band big band music. Yeah, I was enjoying I that's that. pretty I was enjoying that's that. pretty yeah. pretty arousing. Uh yes, so JLD arousal corner. It's been JLD arousal the JLD arousal report. It's a more was regular JLD feature looking, than Malthus Corner. <laughs> was JLD looking hot in this episode, Milo? Yep. Yep. Yeah, she was. All right. That was JLD arousal corner. Yep, there we go. Join us next week where we will be making uh 
much the same conclusion. Mm. So how does the how does the balloon pop? Oh yeah, Jerry knocks something out. He of the knocks window. the trophy. Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of war. A trophy from what? Though? It's from the oh, no, big band like, thing. Elaine Elaine has it for some reason. <sighs> For some there are reason. so many plot points <laughs> in this episode. It's like 22 minutes. Yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's so a, hard to it's juggle. It's a dense episode. Finally, it is a finely woven tapestry. You could describe it as it? an overpopulated episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, lots of moving parts. Mm. Um, and also the insert footage, the, the Woody the Woodpecker balloon pop in real life at one point is like i assume that's where they got that kind of footage yeah no it must have happened but it must have actually happened it looked older yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. definitely like older, but ev- older but everything was. filmed in the 90s outside mm. looks like so like looks like such old footage like it's i suppose it's mm. like kind of the quality of the camera and that kind of thing have we addressed how kramer single-handedly destroys the mum and pop store uh, uh, no, no, we haven't. We okay, so thing. okay, so when he's yeah. got his nosebleed, he looks up at the ceiling and says, "Oh, you've got all these wires. You got to get an electrician to look at this." Then the electrician says, "Well, your building's not up to code. You have to pay this a huge amount of money." And so, the, and so again, another slightly surreal plot development because Jerry keeps saying, "Yeah, this kind of, you know, they like they've cleaned out now, or they've cleaned out like," and so they've clearly like stolen all of my sneakers and elaine says what what do you think that they moved into the area 50 years ago spent time building up a business building up trust just so that they could you know culminate their big grand criminal plan to steal your sneakers it's exactly what the australian intelligence service would do but it's called a long con right. but again and you can't i i see the skepticism need that these shoes to feed the super baby <laughs> um but uh yeah uh you know and then they do it then they held up a sign saying for sale mm. comedian shoes very worn that's right etc the super baby is not involved in 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 that no in that short story but the 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 slightly surreal plot twist does seem to be that they literally have made off with all of jerry's old sneakers and jerry then out of spite and then jerry gets a and then jerry gets a yeah out of spite because they've because like kramer um with his inter with his like well-meaning interfering has actually uh has actually caused caused more harm than just leaving one alone interesting um kramer is a greek tragic figure he is yeah. it, the more the more <laughs> he, he tries to avoid the prophecy the more he brings it about it happens it's how it works uh, and so then they get a phone call, and again, this ties it very ni- nicely and neatly back to the the buying the celebrities' possessions. Mm. They get a phone call saying some woman at a car boot sale just sold me these trainers and said they used to belong to Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Mm. And so Jerry's like, "Okay, we found another. We've we've tracked them down. We've tracked down the uh, mom and pop who've gone on the lam." Mm. Um, and then the final scene is a reference to the final scene of Midnight Cowboy. Now, I'm terribly sorry to go back to something else, but I, after mm. we talk about Woody Woodpecker, I looked up, there's a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade wiki. Mm. Um, right. This article is extensive. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about 2,000 words. And I believe the footage came from the 1993 parade, wherein right. he slowly deflated after his hand they likely got the Ooh. footage from that. Oh. Um, ah. Thank you, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wow, there is a lot of discussion in this uh, talk page. But what, why are there so many contributors? 
to this week. <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, Just Macy's the Thanksgiving Atrocious, Day Parade fans. The Eon Atrocious 2.0 says, the bird with the legacy, the luckiest bird on Broadway. And they're also arguing about whether or not his head was ripped off. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> crowd, they savaged Woody the Woodpecker. They weren't it doesn't keen deserve on. this kind of treatment. Um, well, yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it, it all... All these different dense subplots, they all come together in an episode that uh, could could be described as pretty mid. Um, I really like this episode. Did you think I, this is a mid episode? I, I, I can't. I, you know what? I came on. I came on this program to deliver honesty, to deliver truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, can't fault you on that. Truth. I, Home truth. I, I wish that Jerry worked on his jokes. You're kind of the Malthus of the podcast. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm not associated with any of the the, the, the theories, <laughs> ideologies of any of these philosophers of yours. I am my own man. Mm. Um, you like you, you like that big purple god with the snapping the fingers. Oh, the th- oh, the big purple. <laughs> yes, Thanos. I'm stabbing mm. this episode out of existence. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I am I am appreciative. That's why it's called the MCU, the Malthusian Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh, um. I, I will say, iconic moment, all-timer moment, is John Voight biting uh, Kramer uh, mm. uh, without any hesitation whatsoever. Um, it's a great it's a set mo- piece, that. It's a moment of ingenuity. It's a moment of innovation in storytelling. Uh, it shows off uh, uh, range and acting uh, from Mr. Voight, from Mr. Richards. Uh, 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 good moment. I would say worth it just for mm. that. You love to see that. Does it? Does it have an, a bit at the end, or does it have? It, a, does, it does have a bit I, at the end. I, I, it oh does, yeah, yeah. yeah. The scene at the, the end, end for the people who haven't watched the episode is um, Kramer and Jerry because Kramer's cars, Jerry's cars in the shop on the bus to New Jersey to go to this garage sale to get Jerry's shoes back, and um, Kramer is like his nose is bleeding on the bus, and Jerry's sort of comforting him. Um, and, no, no uh, but there's a. It uh, doesn't he continue his stand up routine into the credits. Yeah, no, so well. then we get a bit, then we get a bit, um, yeah. where uh, Jerry's talking about the marching band, and he's like, and he's like, why you got to take something bad and then also make it difficult? And he's like, or is the point of the marching band that, like, you now you can't get away? Because if it was a stationary band, you'd just leave. But once it's marching... this is quite a good bit. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty quite good. good bit. Yeah. It doesn't really tie into anything from the episode, but... Well, not with the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And so there's marching bands at that. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, and he's like, what is it with the uh, the human urge to wave at things that are moving past? Hmm. What? What's what? the deal? The, the that- classic one is if you're on a boat, right? If you're on a boat yeah. and there are, you're going past some people who are either on or not on another boat, then mm-hmm. there is the need to wave. wave. Yeah. You know, you know, you know who my favorite, you know, what, uh, my t- my top two favorite waves are if you are in one of those bits of the country, they ba- they barely exist now. Um, but that still have like quite nice kind of rural stretches of railway. Um, and if you like, if you're like walking past and a train goes past, you can wave at the people on the train and they're kind of like, they're kind of gawping out of their windows and they wave back. That's good. And that's what the but film like, Gawp was about. <laughs> we're we're is, about yeah. to say the same joke. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it absolutely is. It says, so, it says as much on the Wikipedia. It's an update of um, Strangers on a Train. My absolute favorite wave is when, is, and this isn't a wave that I can participate in. This is wave in. corner. This is something. Baby's favorite wave. This is this is wave this is wave corner. 
um, something I can't participate in, which is a sort of, you know, great personal tragedy to me, which is when two buses are like passing each other on like a kind of busy road the like the the drivers always like always wave and acknowledge acknowledge each other and i really like that i think that's delightful it might be london specific but i have seen mm. this happen on a number of occasions oh yeah and also yeah, your and also bus your drivers is like hey fuck you oh fuck and also, you eddie stobart lorry drivers uh, yeah. are supposed to wave at you if you wave at them it's like it's legally part, it's part of their employment contract. Is, but I think it is literally part of their mm. part of their contract. It, it maybe it is. Maybe tie. actually no. Way. Maybe that's maybe that's a, maybe Eddie that's a Stobart bit kind of drivers don't owe you anything. Cutesy. Maybe they, they, that's a bit twee. People are always coming up to Eddie Stobart drivers and going, "Give us a smile." Love. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Mm. Who was Eddie Stobart? You know what? Never mind. Never he's mind. A, I'm, I, I regret the question as soon as company. it was half, as soon as half out of what, my what, mouth. What, yeah, what answer did you expect like, to that question? What, like he was a well, well-known music hall guy in the 1920s, and then he got into the road haulage business? Well, I just, I like, I was wondering whether Eddie Stobart lorries like hauled something in particular, or whether it was just the brand of lorry and like the cargo is, you it know, on just a case any, by case any haulage, basis. Yeah, he died a few years ago. It wasn't that long ago. His middle name was Pears. Pears? Yeah. Eddie Not Pears. Pears. Cause it, Pears. Because he used to, <laughs> to haul Pears and other orchard fruits. I, I don't know. Eddie Have Pears you... Stobart, they'd call him. Eddie Pears Stobart. There you go. Oh, there you go. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't you have need anything a pair to... fresh oh, off oh, the back of oh, the Stobart I, I, lorry. I unfortunately can't oh, participate you. in this discussion because I have no idea what this brand is. <laughs> no idea what we're, what, what we're talking about. <laughs> Eddie Stobart is like a really famous British road haulage company. Like the, and I'll, t- and like I'll a, tell almost you like what. a meme of like the lorries used to be every. There's less so now, but like particularly when we were growing up, like you Eddie Stobart lorries would be everywhere. And I'll tell you what, Mr. Edwards, smart ass, he did not start out as a road haulage person. He started out in agriculture. So there. Well, sure. Interconnected industries. What I mean is that he wasn't a famous person outside of the fact that he started Eddie Stobart. No, I didn't think he was, but I wondered if like Eddie Stobart like specialized in their cargo. That's all. (laughs) That is all. Was he some kind of Marquis? Some kind of Marquis. Um, was this guy some no. kind of mark no no never got a title no. a contract with ICI for storage of basic slag in 1963 <laughs> fantastic never not funny never not love funny love to store basic slag <laughs> love to store basic slag it's my favourite kind there you go alright um, right yes <laughs> it remains it remains only for us to thank Seamus very much for joining us it's always a, a pleasure um, yeah <laughs> The amount of the amount of of I think we got to we admitted two of this episode. I think we were at minute thirty of, mm. of this recording. <laughs> Truly, a wealth of content always, as oh. always created. Discussions mm. abound. Uh, you learn a lot, uh, yeah. and I think uh, at the end of the day, that is uh, that is what we all want. Yeah. And of course, if you've got any questions about the life and works of Gregory Malthus, you can you can forward them to Seamus. Um. They all they all get printed out automatically, uh, and they all go into a paper shredder immediately. Uh, oh, okay, it's quite yeah. a system. I like that the you're printing them out and destroying them. That's good. Um, okay. and, and Seamus, is there anything you'd like to plug to our to our loyal hogs? I I have nothing that would relate directly to Seinfeld. Um, but oh, that's fine. 
Uh, You've just I seen a, what this uh, podcast is. Oh, sure. Um, but I have a, I have two substacks, if you can believe that, mm. that shit. Um, I have one where I talk about Middle Eastern political affairs, and I have another one where I talk about uh, lesser-known film analysis. Um, mm. You can get those, I assume, on the description of this episode, because they're going to take a while for me to Oh, yeah, we, we, can, we can link those. Um, but, yeah, you should go, go there or follow me on Twitter, because I, I, I tweet some things sometimes. Um, Do that. Yeah, yeah. It's all... All uh, I say is a you can go and overpopulate Seamus's Twitter account. I would love that. Yeah, it, it, would, it would be it would be a small time if you all did that. Get it, get it to an unsustainable level. That's what we want from <laughs> Seamus's Twitter account. Um, and if you're listening to this, thank you very much for being a Patreon subscriber. Um, that's great. If you're a three dollar subscriber, you can upgrade to the five dollar tier and you get Movie Corner and the Discord, or you can upgrade to the ten dollar tier and you get the What's the Deal miniseries as well. So much to think about much to consider um and uh yeah we'll see you next week on the free feed bye bye